wanna go down to the deep end and get back what's gone round and you've been keeping down the aisles between the rows. podcast the most uh heat wave resistant podcast in the game that's right that's right put us in the microwave we'll still record that's right you'll never know we're like the hot pockets of podcasting we might be hot on the outside but we're cool, cool. on the inside <laughs> wearing your fingerprints off but yeah we'll be so cold you're like why is god a thing yeah but then you know you'll like listen to too many and then it'll just scald your tongue yeah you know, you put and then that last bite, too long. that last a bite, a little like, too long. It's like, oh, there goes the roof of your mouth. <laughs> your whole palate's got second degree burns. Oh, good times. Thank goodness in the mouth heals so quickly, right? Yeah. Um, <laughs> That's a new shirt. The hot pockets of podcast. the hot pockets of podcast. The hot podcast. Podca- oh. Is that a thing? Hot pocket. Well, oh, I know pocket cast. Pocket cast is a thing. Yeah, hot pocket cast. Just. Anyway, it's your boys, Matt. Brian. And uh, speaking of palate cleansers, we're going to need one after oh, yeah. the latest movie that we reviewed. Yeah. Um, well, it's a movie by... Uh, our, the 2019 Director of the Year. That's right. That's right. Questionable right now. Well, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> really making us regret putting him on the yeah. on the throne. I'm going to blame George. Damn it. Ju- no. <laughs> It's usually George Lucas uh, that, that causes bad things to happen oh, with the directors. Man. But, um, yeah, Quentin Tarantino. The old QT. QT. Um, Foot Fetish McGee. <laughs> he uh, put out his ninth out of ten films yes. th- uh, this past week, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I keep on wanting to say Once Upon a Time in Mexico. In Mexico, me too. Yeah. Yeah. Because, like, oh, like, it just, because besides that being a Robert Rodriguez film. Thought, yeah, and they're boys, all, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, this movie stars. Oh, it's got a. It's got heavy a hell cast. of a cast. Heavy cast. Leo DiCaprio. That's one. Brad Payet. That's two. Margot Robbie. Questionable. Ish. She's there. Ish. She's about as important as Kurt Russell's uh, part in the movie. She, uh, Emil Hirsch has more lines. Emil Hirsch, yeah. Has more lines. Oh, Emil Hirsch is in it. He is there. Um, freaking Dakota Fanning's got a cameo. Dakota Fanning's there. Yeah. Lena Dunham is there. Lena Dunham's there. Um, Kevin Smith's daughter's there. Yes. Yeah. Um, Bruce Stern's there. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's got a lot of people. It's got some people. It's got some peeps. Um, and it is about. Huh. Well, it's the time frame is the the Manson family Sharon Tate murders. Right. But what it what, what it is about is not that. Not quite that. Yeah. Yeah. That's sort of an overlooming presence. Yes. Over the whole film. While the film actually follows these two fictional characters, um, Rick, Rick Dalton, Dalton and Cliff Booth. And Cliff Booth, right? Rick Dalton's an old, uh, you know. He's a fading star. Right. An actor from 50s westerns. Yes. Who now, in the year 1969 or 68. Yeah. That, that, that turn of the uh, getting out of the summer of love into the uh, disco era. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So hippies, like, coming in, taking over. Mm-hmm. And uh, he, you know, he, he's finding himself to be. 
obsolete, like like sorry, like yeah, like you said, a fading star. Yeah, someone who goes from a leading man who's now like on his way down as the type, the landscape of cinema is changing, right? And Cliff Booth is just uh, kind of a happy-go-lucky. Um, he's a he's a cowboy. Up, yeah, he's a, he's a stunt man. Yeah, he's, he's Rick Dalton's stunt man. He's burned his bridges. Yeah, who's uh you know been through a lot. It seems yep. done a lot. And uh, he has kind of his own story that goes on in its own direction while Rick Dalton's trying to get his career back on track. Yeah. Also in it is Margot Robbie. And she gets like third billing, even though she... And she does have... The movie probably spends an equal amount of time on her as it does on the other two. But nothing actually happens when the camera's on her. Yeah, she's more... She's not even like moving the plot further. It's kind of just like, let's check in with Margot. Let's see yeah. how she's doing. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, it, it, the movie, for the most part, all the interesting parts, in my opinion, right. are following Leo DiCaprio and Brad Pitt, who right. murder this movie. They fucking just, you you know why they do what they yeah. do. Like, like, yeah. Like, anyone who thinks Leo DiCaprio's overhyped, you're wrong. Yeah. If, he, if you don't think that Oscar, it. like, I mean... he Maybe he didn't deserve it for The Revenant. I think this, like, his performance he, in this is yeah. very... Very good, but he deserves that. He yeah. deserves that. He deserves that gold. Yeah, he was. He's awesome. Yeah. They place, and you know, the movie is very comedy heavy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, know? this is the most comedy, the most comedic Tarantino movie you could think of. Like the most like um, deliberate comedy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a lot of the other movies are funny because like we're all sick in the head watching it. Yeah, they're all incidentally funny. Yeah, yeah, but this movie it's written to be funny, yeah. and uh, you know, not to say that we're laughing at the other movies. Laughing with the other movies? Yeah, I think yeah, so. They're not bullying them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, but there are moments like it's like maybe like three moments in other movies you like laugh at and go like, haha. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like I mean, the only one I can think of is like Inglorious Bastards. That's the most like mm-hmm. funniest one because mm-hmm. it's it's one of these that rewrite history and you're kind of like, oh okay, like it's a little bit fun because Brad Pitt is funny. Yeah. Uh, and there's a lot of other and so is Christoph Waltz at points. Yeah. But then you realize there is like such a dark character underneath them. That like oh shit like maybe I shouldn't be laughing so much yeah 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 um so you know it's it's uh that's the thing I think that under layer mm-hmm. underneath every character is sort of what this movie lacks okay like I think this movie is a little more surface level in that I mean I don't know maybe maybe I'm reaching but no, Cliff know. Booth who like you watch him for twenty minutes. You know who Cliff Booth is, right? Like he, he. That's who Cliff Booth is for the rest of the movie. Yeah. You know, <laughs> Leo DiCaprio. Maybe he's got a little more depth. You know, he goes on a kind of a kind of a journey to sort of yeah. regain some control of his career in his twilight years. You know, Margot Robbie, Sharon Tate, nothing. You could put a broom in a miniskirt yeah. and be like, "Oh, this is it." Yeah. And that's like, I'm not even trying to be disparaging to Margot, Margot Robbie because she's also a very good actor yeah, it's not her it's, it's not, not her. her it's just those role is just like the role was was empty the, did you know there's a third person in the studio with us every time we do a, a recording right that, that that's it that's basically it yeah but guess what there's not a third person right it's basically because we know that's a waste of like it's a waste of time yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like no one wants to sit around here and not yeah. say anything yeah but this movie does a lot of the things right that Tarantino's known for doing right. Yeah, it's shot impeccably. Mm-hmm. You know the lighting, the colors. It's the really, s- really cool. The uh, set pieces, the yeah. the the setting, like even the like the the old time, the old old time, the sixties uh, TV sets that they build, the like the the cowboy ranch they use, yeah. the, like everything is just like like oh this is 
this is good. Like, yeah. This is this is you know. It's really cool to watch. Yeah. There's a there are certain there are some scenes where, um, they're shooting a movie and then the movie the the movie we're watching Once Upon a Time in Hollywood becomes the movie that they're shooting and right. that it's being shot through the cameras of, um, of yeah. the movie being shot. Exactly. Yeah. You know? And yeah. that's really cool. Yeah. You know, <laughs> I think people that like that people that you know enjoy the the craft of making movies probably got a lot out of that. Like, oh, I'm pretty sure like guys. All those like uh, those like heavy cinema people had like a real hard on during this movie. Yeah, like yeah, this is like, oh, this is good production. Look at the tracking shot. Look at the dollies. Oh, yeah. Although the, all the shots of Brad Pitt driving down um, L.A., he drives fast. Yeah, very very dangerous. Holy shit! It is. Like I, I, he I was looks very cool unsent. as hell. Yeah, but like I don't mess with like fast driving anymore. Oh no! I mean. Well, I, I never mean, did really. Because you're just waiting for Fast and Furious Nine to come out. That's right? it. That's yeah, the only that's time it. you accept fast driving. That's the only time I'm not. I'm okay. That's the only time I'm okay with it. Yeah. Because if, if Fast is not followed by Furious, there's no point. There's no point. <laughs> this is Fast and Reckless. You know. But uh. <laughs> that's a great like Christian remake of it. Yeah. Just fast and Reckless. Fast and Reckless. You don't want to be like these guys. Um, Use your turn signals. Yeah. <laughs> I would love to see like 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 Dom Toretto just like roaring down the the freeway at like 200 miles an hour and he's about to come off and he like flicks up his indicator right yeah um but anyway so yeah or like his phone just like he's using gps it's like going too fast yeah yeah or he like he like turns off he like puts his phone flips it over because right. you know you shouldn't text and drive you know but um that snapchat filter that gets them yeah <laughs> miles per hour it's like yeah not supposed to use it when driving then why is it there like, yeah yeah for real um, super dangerous. But anyway, um, yeah, and the way he drives too is like no regard for. Is that how people drove in the sixties? I guess. I mean, they they were driving around in like metal boats. It's like no regard for pedestrians. Yeah, yeah those cars are huge. Those are, they're huge they cars. They seem so unnecessarily huge. Yeah. You know, because they were you know a lot of them were American made. They're like big metal boxes. Yeah. And and I th I think a lot. I don't think because he did a lot of city driving, and that's I don't think that's how you drive in the city. Can't be. Like it's just. It can't be like a metropolitan area such as like Los Angeles, yeah. downtown LA, or wherever the hell they were, like in Hollywood. Yeah, doesn't seem like the kind of place that you could just be like, "Well, I'm just gonna change lanes every five feet." And it seems like a nitpick, right. but they spend so much time shooting him driving. And the cars are like a character in the movie. Yeah, cars like, have more dialogue than Margot yeah. Robbie. I feel like every time he's like, you know, you know, normal times where he's like, "Oh, like let's uh, let me drive from," you know the uh set back to your house to fix your antenna right and it would the next shot would be him shooting like the next you know scene would be him fixing the antenna right right no it'll show his entire drive yeah it goes in like almost like real set time. yeah and it's actually one of the major criticisms i have and i told you when we left mm. is that the use of music to show the passage of time mm. is really shitty in this movie because mm -hmm. they like turn on a radio and it's like kind of in the middle of a song and then like it chops up to three different songs until the end of the driving sequence. Mm. And like, I don't need that. It made the time seem longer. Yeah. Yeah. It was like they had to hit them. They had to hit this longer. time. Like, yeah. It, yeah. It, it really felt like, um, like they showed him driving for so long. I thought he was going to hit something or something. Would hit <laughs> right. Him because they showed it so much. Well, that's how the movie ends. He just hits, just hits, a, hits a hippie. Like, oh oh my goodness. Yeah. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> um, but yeah, well, what do you think about the little three, the three like little stories? Well, three, but really two, uh, little stories that the movie splits into. Um, was it the, uh, the Cliff story, Cliff and the hippies? Yeah. Uh, Rick and the acting. Yeah. 
and Sharon Tate, Sharon Tate going to the movies. movies. Yeah. I think, well, Sharon Tate going to the movies is really not the best one. Really boring. It's really, because it's, all it is is basically to break the tension between the other two. Yeah. Uh, I think. While the, at the same time, I'm like expecting like Manson to like come and just like, kidnap her, her at some point like, and follow her or like interact, show up yeah. and never does. No. Yeah. Like it's, it's very kind of like one person. She doesn't even, she interacts with like three other people mm-hmm. and it's nothing like that builds a character or something that gives you in a more in-depth look of Sharon Tate. It's basically her buying a book, then her taking a picture and her talking to an older usher about going into the movie. I was like, that's, that's it. Like, all right. So this is her character. She's a nice blonde lady who's a little, you know, starstruck about herself. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. You know, she's you know, still like relatively humble, but yeah, she's just, She's excited by her newfound fame. fame. Yeah. But the movie kind of shows that she wasn't that famous. Right. You know? Um, but, you know, to no consequence because it doesn't go... The, the, there's no plot there. It yeah. doesn't move forward at all. Yeah, there's, like, not... Like, it just kind of, like... Because, like, you know, like, if, if you know Sharon Tate, she was married to Roman Polanski, who mm. Matt just found out. I just found out so... Yo, so I... <laughs> Alright, so... <laughs> my uh, my knowledge of 60s America is very, very small. Right. Maybe that's because my parents weren't here in the 60s. Maybe because I they just Matt, who, didn't who, care. What company made your phone? Japan? No, that's a country. Oh, Google. There you go. Google. <laughs> Google. Google. I thought you said country. You said company. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I know. But, like, there was... There, I guess there just never was anything for me to... Because the thing is... Okay, so... I also didn't do any research before coming into the movie. Okay. Right? Just saw... Remember when we saw that trailer? Yeah. Uh, when we saw Spider-Man or something? Right, yeah, 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 yeah. That was the only thing I knew about this movie. Oh, okay. Yeah. Huh. So I came in pretty blind, right? Yeah. I didn't even know that Margot Robbie was playing Sharon Tate, right? Okay. But I also... I think between me being born and me seeing that trailer, there was nothing that ever made me Google the Manson murders. I know that, that he would have his followers go into people's houses and murder them gr- brutally. Mm. I know that. Right. I know he was very enigmatic, you know? Very charismatic. Very charismatic. Have a, he would have a podcast today. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> Just looking um, around with Manson. Manson mayhem. <laughs> uh, <laughs> What's up, guys? It's your boy, Charlie. Yeah. <laughs> like and subscribe, you know, to the... <laughs> to the family. Need that five star <laughs> What's up, family? To What's your... up, fam? What's up, fam? Um, but uh, the but man, fam. The man, fam. Jesus. Um, you know, new shirt of T Public. You know, <laughs> gotta get that. But but anyway, hit me up on Patreon. So I knew that that all happened. Right. I didn't know. I even knew that there was a high profile murder. I didn't know that the person murdered was a woman, an actress named Sharon Tate. Right. So I'm watching this whole movie, right? And I was like, okay, so her name's Sharon Tate cool oh manson saw them at one point interesting and you're like oh and, and now clips like talking to these hippies i wonder if they're connected to manson hmm and in my and and so that was the, and that was it right i didn't have the greater knowledge of knowing that he murdered her in real life right <laughs> or knowing that you know his followers did right. so when the end when you know not not to no not, spoilers we'll, we'll jump we'll get we had six more minutes before we can yeah. spoil so up until the end of the movie, or even after the end of the movie, it was when we were walking out that you told me that they had any connection. Yeah, you, watched... a- you asked if Rick Dalton was real. Well, because I knew Sharon... Because like, Sharon Tate was real. I yeah. knew Sharon Tate was, so I yeah. was like, well, is Rick Dalton? You're like, no. No, he's like, fake. Okay, so then 
Uh, Alright, so the <laughs> fictional character stopped this murder from fictionally happening. Well, there's a spoiler. <laughs> oh, yeah. Alright, you know what? Fuck it. Alright, so here's the deal. Uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood is out now. Uh, You can... Why are they asking for updates on the fucking air Sorry, horn? Yeah. Yeah. When we uh when we tweet about it, make sure you say spoilers fifteen minutes. Oh yeah, in yeah, yeah. Because no problem. I'm sorry. No, it's, I think also this is the the best part is uh from from what I've gleaned from the internet, this is the highest uh selling uh fan, on fan the highest Fandango selling Quentin Tarantino movie ever. Mm. Only to know that only one other Quentin Tarantino movie came out when Fandango was selling sick. <laughs> Like, Which was hateful eight. We have a hateful eight. Yeah, that's well, the, like, geez. but I mean, <laughs> you know. All right, so here we go. Yeah, uh, sorry. That's all right. I'm sorry. Uh, cool. God, that was I mean, also, then again, you're gonna hear people like when this movie, like we were even saying it out of the, out of the movie theater. Like this is one of those movies that people are gonna talk about really glowingly for the first weekend, and then talk about how problematic it can be the After, following yeah, week yeah because it's certain things that happen like yeah the sharon tate murders is what it's based on and how it ends is based the most quentin tarantino way of ending things yeah but it it is like uh, like really <laughs> is that what you're gonna do is that, that you're is that is that how he's gonna do it it's just funny that like you know what i guess what did you expect you know from quentin tarantino i kind yeah. of expected like Grim shit. So I'm like, yeah, 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 right. Because the end That's of Hateful true. Eight was pretty grim. If you had, if you I, liked any of those characters. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you this. Um, the way he did end it, like like you said, was very Quentin Tarantino. Yeah. You know, and I think it's even more Tarantino for him to take it in another direction. Yeah. You know, but maintain the elements that you know make it him, which is brutal violence. Mm-hmm. You know, brutal, um, gratuitous, uh, but. Not just gratuitous and that wincingly like, violent. Yeah, but also yeah. like satisfying. Yeah, because maybe you, maybe that's me. Maybe no, because you know creepy. what it is. Because our connection to this whole thing, mm. the audience. La- I feel the audience latches on to Brad Pitt and yeah. Cliff Booth because I did. We can't really relate to Leonardo DiCaprio in this, even though he's he's basically a fucking clown throughout the entire. Well, that's movie. why. Yeah, because he because he has this like problem that like would not affect us mm-hmm. but here's cliff booth who you know he fucked himself over yeah and then he's just constantly like he's basically just like a personal assistant but even though he did that he's cool with that he's cool but he's like yeah. he doesn't like let the little things phase him he's he's a simple man mm-hmm. he drives a simple car mm-hmm. uh recklessly by the way yeah lives behind a drive-in movie theater mm-hmm. with his tank of a dog yeah. which oh, jacked out of the this mind. dog beautiful dog by the way yeah absolutely beautiful dog terrifying so jacked (laughs) just so muscular matt was like i think that dog benches more than i do (laughs) probably probably with his little paws (laughs) um but yeah no i think he because i think everything that happens to him we can kind of relate right you know just like oh we can relate to a nagging uh you know significant other in the middle of the ocean you're just like what if i just shoot this harpoon you know <laughs> that's what i was expecting when they were like me too they're like setting it up it's like oh He's shit gonna, i think that's the whole that's that's yeah. it yeah um and then you know like oh yeah i, I really like that on uh dicaprio and rick dalton was like 
um, you know, it's actually this guy's like brother shooting it, so like maybe we sh- or cousin or whatever. Right. So, like maybe we shouldn't even ask about you for this to to it's, do it. It's it's very like inside Hollywood. Yeah. Like, and so like uh, so then you know, and it, and it sort of play like when he's fixing the satellite, it like plays in his head, and you would think he's gonna have some like resentment right but then it shows what happened the last time that the guy <laughs> hired him and then he's like yeah fair enough you know yeah he does like, he does like the head now like i get it yeah yeah so it's like that's cool you know right. it's like it's he's like level-headed you know he doesn't let that phase him but also that bruce lee shit was so funny <laughs> like people i know people were offended by the people bruce were, lee stuff people will attack to like how could brad pitt best bruce lee in a fight well that's not brad pitt and that's also not and that's bruce also lee. not bruce lee exactly you know but um but it's the character being played by Bruce Lee. I mean, sorry. It's, Ma- a char- it's, the, ca- it's the character of yeah. Bruce Lee. Yeah. Right? And playing a fictional character who's a war hero. Right. And seen some shit, done some shit. Yeah. You know? <laughs> like, that's why he was able to beat Bruce Lee. And yeah. he didn't technically beat him. They, right. they, they, were, they, were, they were tied. Yeah. They were tied. As it stands um, in the books. Yeah, it's one on one. Yep. Uh, but it was a very funny scene. <laughs> It was such a... I, lo- I, I loved his Bruce Lee impression. Right. Because it was kind of over the top and hammy, you know? <laughs> like, making fun of him a little bit. Yeah. But I really liked that, you know? Because <laughs> there was a few things he says. Like, oh, yeah. Well, my hands are lethal weapons. <laughs> right. If I were to kill you in this fight, I could go to jail. And, but, <laughs> and, the, and the thing is, like, a lot of, like, other movies, and that, that's, like... It's been brought up a whole bunch of times. Like, that's this, like, oh, my hands are registered lethal weapons. Yeah. And Brad Pitt, I, like, the character Brad Pitt plays just calls it out. He's like, yeah. it's like, everyone will go to jail if they kill somebody in a fight. Yeah. It's called manslaughter. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> it's you, like right. It's like, and, then he said, and then he says, like, the best way is like, but you dancers say that, so you, so, so you, nobody yep. wouldn't fight you. Yep. Yep. <laughs> you dancers. Damn. Uh, but it was, it, and it was actually a pretty fun fight, too. It was. So, you know, short, but fun. Brad Pitt puts in the work. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And Brad Pitt was, whoo, looking... Lean at 56. 56 years old. God damn. 56 years old. That man looks good. Father a... of like 40 kids, I think. I well, know. most of them are from Africa. No, well, I don't know. They broke up. So but the kids know. don't become. Yeah, I don't know. The kids are still from Africa. But there's, I think they're Angelina Jolie's kids, not his kids. Oh. Yeah, that's what right. I mean. Yeah. Oh, gotcha, It doesn't change gotcha, their gotcha, No, I'm like, gotcha. I think he only has three kids. Well, he's got, I think he's got Shiloh? Shiloh and the yeah. twins. Shiloh and the twins. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, whatever their names are. Yeah. Yeah, who cares? But uh, no, but he was also super lean, right? You know, you know, some solid abs for fifty six. I'd love to look like that when I was fifty. Oh, yeah. When I'm fifty six. <laughs> when I was fifty six. Back in the day, Matt turns out he's like I'm seventy five right now. <laughs> yeah, I would. I wish twenty years if twenty years ago I looked like Brad Pitt. Um, great hair too. Good hair. Oh, that's the hair. Good head of hair. I think Leo had a good hair in this. Even yeah. though I think it was a wig, but I think like it's good on ha- and off. Good hair. Yeah. Good hair. Yeah, lots of good hair in the film. Um, oh, also his character's hilarious. My oh. favorite, my favorite scene with him is probably when he flubs his lines, right, and then storms into his uh, trailer and starts like just <laughs> motherfucker. Like, yeah. yeah, you got you. You practice your lines. You look like you don't practice your lines. You sound like Pepper, like a goddamn drunk. You're goddamn. You're fucking up. You better get these lines or us. Yeah, he looks himself in the mirror. He goes like, "You're gonna get these lines, or when you go home, I'm gonna fucking shoot you in the face." Right. I fucking mean it, you know. <laughs> like, and then he grabs his flask. He almost takes a swig, and then he throws it out of his trailer. <laughs> See, and you know what? The, the best, the best part about this movie is like, Terrence. I'm oh, sorry, Terrence. Uh, uh, DiCaprio. DiCaprio and Brad Pitt mm. have this great like 
brotherly chemistry. Yeah. And it's like, like this is kind of cool. Mm. Like, I could watch another movie with these right, two. Right. Like, I would 100% watch another movie. But DiCaprio has fantastic chemistry with, like, this 10-year-old girl. Yeah. Who, who's, like, acting way out of her weight class. Like, she's going in on it. and yeah. And she is fantastic she is really really good she uh she's he's supposed to act like a like apart from her whereas he's uh he's kidnapping her because he plays the bad guy right because his career's fading and um and, like they they're kind of like have a conversation before uh like while he's while they're waiting for their scene to start and she's like reading a huge book and she's so what like articulate and well read and uh and, and he's him you know? <laughs> and he's this like old like it's basically like the newer actor. Like she's like, I want to stay in character. Call yeah. me this my character's name. Yeah. Don't do like I'm an actor, not an actress. Yeah. Like, actress is nonsensical. <laughs> yeah. And it's really yeah, it's cool because she's like you know young and and new and she like addresses acting as like you know her craft you know right and um you know this is something that you know she wants to be the best at she studies it and everything and he's just a drunk that goes on set plays the same character every time goes home right you know? yeah like that's how it was in the 50s because it's it's i think it's a really cool uh like comment that that makes because in the 50s like a humphrey bogart movie right right you would sort of just write your script around humphrey bogart right yeah. like he never had to play something different the script would just be like this is humphrey bogart doing this yeah or this is humphrey bogart falling in love with her right you know um like you wrote char- yeah, you wrote characters around Humphrey Bogart. And right. Just changed his name. Right. Yeah, yeah, maybe. Yeah, maybe. Right. Sometimes. But they also did that with uh, the Frank Sinatra movies, mm-hmm. where basically it's just like, all right. The Clint Eastwood movies. Well, Clint Eastwood can act. Well, I know. Later in life. In the act, in the it, Westerns, But, like, though, yeah, the Westerns is... He was just him. John Wayne's the same John guy. John Wayne, you know, yeah. It's, you know, you didn't see any, like, acting, like, growth. You just right. saw them, oh, I'm just gonna come into this town, punch a guy in the lip, Right off with the girl. They just keep, then they just rehash it, just yep. replay. By yeah. her name, by the way, her name is Julia Butters. That's the girl. That's the girl. Oh, good and for her. Where's she from? She, what she do. She's also if you watch the ABC show American Housewife, she was on Transparent oh. and Thirteen Hours with Michael Bay and jo- yeah. and Jim from The Office. I guess she was her. She was his daughter. Maybe I don't. Maybe? See, I didn't see the movie. I saw it so long ago. I don't even remember. I yeah. don't think he had a daughter. Anyway, so... She was one of the terrorists. Yeah. <laughs> um, she was Osama Bin Laden. Yeah, no, maybe he did have a daughter. Anyway, I'm conf- I'm confusing 13 Hours with Jack Ryan now. Oh, okay, okay. Um, but anyway, I think he did have a daughter. Anyway, neither here nor there. So, um, freaking, she, uh, yeah, and, and it's cool. And and now, like, the newer age actors, you know, they're viewing it, uh, they, they kind of, like, you know, they study yeah. their craft, you right. know, they, and they'll, like completely throw themselves into a character to the point where she doesn't go she doesn't want to be addressed by her real name when she's on set exactly. yeah you know, it went from being like a gig to being like a like an actual thing yeah. yeah yeah and that's when you get like a lot and i guess a lot in the 70s you get a lot of really great actors that now they're older but you know they mm-hmm. they like sort of approach their their craft that way you know right. um to you know to varying levels of success and i think it's just a cool um thing to to notate like the shift away right. from the actor the, the hollywood star driven right uh hollywood right yeah know? and that's what that's what dalton was he was a star you know and it's not just him fading as the times changing right you know like this girl if she becomes a star it they'll like it won't be the kind of thing where you craft movies around her right it'll be the thing where she'll she, be able to play she, anyone. she could evolve yeah and like the what the best part is is like they have this fantastic like this 
kind of fantastic because you realize they're shooting a pilot for a TV show, mm-hmm. and Luke Perry's there, Timothy Olyphant's yeah. there, um, and they had this one kind of like cool, kind of standoff situation mm-hmm. where Leo's just going going off and like he's playing like a bad guy, mm-hmm. and like this is after uh, the scene where he like he yells at himself and like he just gets in this groove, yeah, and he just he acts his, his ass off and he throws yeah. this little girl on the yeah. floor and but like the whole thing and then you could this is his save the cat moment to see that like, he's not like an irredeemable dick right where he like he goes like oh I'm sorry yeah. for throwing you okay and she's like yeah I've got pads on bro yeah. <laughs> like, it's all good I like to throw myself down just for fun <laughs> yeah. and it's like oh my god like and she whispers and she goes that was the best acting I've ever seen in my and, life and he, <laughs> and he cries and he cries <laughs> it's like Rick fucking Dalton <laughs> yeah with the gun in his hands like Leonardo DiCaprio like I don't know before this movie he's never done anything this funny like intentionally funny intentionally funny I mean he had his funny moments in Wolf of Wall Street but he was a comedic character in this yes like this like you look at him like you're like oh there's another page of Leo yeah that we have yet to see yeah like I kind of want to see him do more funnier shit I feel like that's the mark of a great actor that you know now like 20 years into his career so many iconic movies iconic roles Mm -hmm. and he's still showing us something new actually i think it's 30 years now because he started in the early 90s oh yeah yeah wow 30 years in wow and and uh, yeah and he still has more to offer and you know the thing is and like he's got his award so now the pressure's off him. Yeah. He so can now really he's just, do whatever he, he wants. He's just doing what he wants. Yeah. He doesn't have to make Oscar bait. Nope. You know? He could just come out and be like, ah, you know what I want to do? I want to do like a Kevin Smith movie. Yeah. Like, Although this movie does kind of seem like Oscar bait to me. In it's a Tarantino that, movie. I think it's just like. Yeah. It's In the kinda... way that La La Land was, though. Okay. You know, where it's, it's a, a movie, movie about, about Hollywood. Yeah. You know, they're going to About how hard it is to make it in Hollywood. Yeah. About the harsh world that is acting. Yeah. The tough, like, the tough process of filmmaking in Hollywood. You know? Like they're they're gonna fucking eat that shit up. Yep, they're ridiculous. And they even have some uh, Holocaust references in there, so that's another yeah, big. But what's cool about that though, if you think about Tarantino being it all being the same universe, and then you think of like the scene in Inglorious Bastards where they like come over the balcony and just start mowing down all the Nazis. Right. It's kind of reminiscent of that, it is. isn't it? Yeah. So you could you could almost think where he goes. It's like it's like that's where they got inspiration. <laughs> where they from. got inspiration from, right? Right. Which is pretty cool. The fourteen fists of McCluskey. Yeah. <laughs> I love when he just goes over with the flamethrower and he went over to the fried sauerkraut and does ah, that's amazing uh, like, amazing was it uh, Al Pacino's in this movie for like yeah for five a little minutes? bit again yeah. a cameo a cameo more yeah. lines than Sharon Tate though um, yeah more, and then, he drives the plot further than she does yeah because she yeah because he sets him up on, he sets him on his like tailspin yeah and then he gives him his like a which is also just even after he tells it and he's like walks out of there and, and Cliff's like what's on your mind partner and he's just I'm fucking like I'm a fucking washed up like piece of shit. That's what's on my mind. If you don't want, if you can't cry over the ending of your career, I don't know what there is to cry about. <laughs> and he gives him a shade. He's like, "Hey, don't cry in front of the Mexicans." <laughs> like what? <laughs> like just, I just. All right, all right. He just loves on. being intentional. Like Tarantino, I mean, yeah. he just loves being offensive. You know? Yeah, I think he loves. Yeah, he loves he this really time period of like I could say whatever I want. Like they'll give me the the leeway because like this is what they would have said in the time frame (laughs) yeah speaking of um um getting off tarantino getting off uh the foot (laughs) fetish was in (laughs) (laughs) the foot fetish was in full swing full force every female character i feel like i got a close-up on her 
freaking under feet. Yeah, everybody had a moment where they had their feet up for yeah, some reason. Yeah, it's like, I didn't, I, like, I get that he has it. Right. But I don't care. Right. You know? <laughs> Like, like, and that's one of those things that makes you think like he made this movie for himself and his Hollywood friends, right? And not like the general audience. That's what this movie seems like to me. It it did feel yeah. It did have that kind of like inner joke kind of thing. Yeah. Um. Because like if you, if you knew like like with Cliff Booth, there comes a, a point where he's at like the Manson family like ranch, I guess. Uh, a spawn ranch. Spawn ranch, yeah. and so he he's driving a hippie called Pussycat up to Spawn Ranch, mm-hmm. and she kicks off her sandals and then puts her dirty ass feet up on the, yeah. on the dashboard on the window and you're like and Brad Pitt's just cool with it mm. but then later uh, another Manson family uh, member fucking like pops the tire of, of the of that car and he's like this is my boss's car anything happens to my boss's car something happens to me and like you go Someone had their fucking feet on the window, yeah, bro. Yeah, you can drive with her feet on the window. I don't know. It's still like... You can't drive with a slash tire. You can drive with a slash tire. Yeah, but you shouldn't. Yeah. That's something you can wipe off and Rick will never know. It's still like... Plus, she was a hot girl and uh, this guy's an ugly hippie dude. Yeah. He you deserved know? to get his fucking face punched in. I mean, he really did. <laughs> he really did deserve it. I mean, granted, so did she. Kinda, yeah. But like, he really... Actually, I wouldn't even say that she did. She wasn't leading him into anything bad. You know, she just wanted him to meet her friends. Right. And he was pushy to meet Spawn, to meet old, old, uh, George Spawn. Yeah, well, because he thought that they were... Taking advantage of him. Which, which, they were. They are. Yeah. They are. But, like, and he, and the only difference is Spawn doesn't know it. Yeah, they, what is it? He's like, uh, like, oh, you think we're kidnapping? He's like, oh, that's not the word I'd use. <laughs> but, yeah. Like, yeah, she, like, uh, he just wanted to make sure they didn't, like, kill him. Yeah. But, you know... But he's what, off we, his rocker. He's yeah. old. He's blind. Yeah, he's blind. So like, there's really. Bruce Dern really did a good job playing a crotchety old man. Yeah. It seems to be his thing now. Yeah. Yeah. No, he was he was very crotchety, very angry. Yeah. Um, but the whole that whole scene was just uh, really also what I kind of like it's like Tarantino in this movie just liked filming things that were going fast because the same way he filmed like the cars just speeding down the road the like horses, the horses too. Yeah. yeah. They looked real, like they were going real fast. Yeah. Like, he knows how to capture speed really well. Yeah, he does. Yeah. Surprisingly. Yeah, which yeah. is really cool. Um, yeah, he did, like, it was even kind of reminiscent of Kill Bill when she's yeah. driving on, like, the sand path. Yeah. And you're like, oh, okay. But I think the what's cool is that, like, she's, with that, he would kind of film her um, going, like, uh, Sort of like uh, that kind of like older oldies like sitcom kind of right. angle with like in front of the car that's like not really moving. Right. You know, whereas in this one, he did the opposite where he'd sometimes he would often shoot it as if he's sitting um, sort of between the front seat and the passenger seat. Yeah. Which, uh, you know, when you're driving like and yeah. you're going really fast, you know, and it's unnerving or to be in the passenger seat with a car that's driving that fast, you get that kind of energy yeah, when he I films got, from that. I angle. got really like anxious when they went to the backseat shot. Yeah. And then just cause you're kind of like in the backseat. You're a set of a lot of, a lot of, uh, you're looking up at a lot of times mm-hmm. in this movie. Mm-hmm. And I, for a while I thought like, Oh, maybe it's where we were sitting. Cause we sat pretty close to the screen, Yeah, but I was like, but then again, I wouldn't be able to see under someone's chin right. most of the time. But like he had a lot of, like looking up. Yeah, it's not a three D uh, like screen, no, so yeah. you wouldn't know exactly. We wouldn't be able to see their Adam's apple if you were right in front of it, right. unless he was showing it to us. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, um, like it, it like because yeah, a lot of it felt like they were just like kind of void. Like he was a voyeur in it. Like he was just kind of like creeping in your back seat, man. Yeah. 
I mean, you sometimes there's a reason to shoot things from low angles. Like it'll make the guy seem more powerful, you know, right. bigger, you know, in comparison to to your perspective, you know, right. like the perspective of whoever he's shooting from. But other times it seemed like you were like just a little kid watching two adults arguing. Right. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That's kind of the image that's that not, it got. Yeah. Which maybe maybe that's how we wanted you to feel. I don't know. But um, I know I know a lot of times I'd like watch something and it'd be like, yeah, you know, like he shot this from like this angle, which instills the feeling that you know, yeah, di- like it makes the audience feel like this, that, and the next. And I was like, oh, I didn't, I didn't feel that way. I didn't even know he was doing that. <laughs> yeah. You know? Um, but anyway, but yeah, him knocking the shit out of that uh, hippie was really fun to watch. And you know, speaking of knocking the shit out of hippies, hmm. that, that, that final, final scene, that final fight, boy. Yeah. It was so... It caught me off guard. Oh, 100%. Like, I was just... Because, like, the way it's going, like, with the Sharon... I like, mean, for me, le- yeah. it caught me less off guard than you did. Right. It caught you. Because, like, you know I knew how what it was happened. supposed to happen. Yeah. I had no idea. I was thinking, like, all right, either these guys are going to kill everyone, or Cliff is going to kill them. Right. Whereas with you, I think it was... Maybe it was for you, it was leaning more towards... I think they're going to kill, kill everyone, because then, that's what really happened. Yeah. Yeah. So not knowing gave me a, a much different uh perspective on yeah that. it kind of it kind of yeah you're going it like you like how you go in without seeing a trailer for a movie yeah it's like you not knowing what happens in the real life kind of like oh okay like i could see that happening here mm-hmm. but like a lot of us i think even the the whole movie theater kind of like when it started going down everyone's like whoa yeah like, holy whoa. shit <laughs> like and then also like just the brutality of fucking this dog going off yeah, and, and it's really cool because, like, Cliff, you know, besides punching the hippie, has been so easygoing. Right. And everything that, like, uh, that they suggest about him being, like, a crazy person <laughs> is really just uh, insinuated. Right. Based off of things that you hear about him. You know, but, you know, he seems capable when he fights Bruce Lee. You know, he seems, like, you know, ruthless when he punches the hippie. But, you know, there's really never seems like a reason to put it all for him to put it all together. Yeah. It's never set up that he has like a simmering anger where yeah. you're like, oh, I'm just going to lose it. Yeah. Same thing with the dog. Yeah. The dog, you know, yeah, the dog's jacked. Just like fucking. Fucking brick house. Just this dog is, it's beautiful. It's a beautiful fucking dog, yeah. but it's scary as fuck. No, I love the muscles on this dog. <laughs> and yeah, the dog's a pit bull. The but dog could so... like, dog could be like a lifting buddy. Yeah. He oh could yeah. Be your spotter. Oh yeah. But he's one of those, so like, well trained. You got a bro. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> He just puts his paws on he the does, bar. He yeah. doesn't bark. He just says, bro, bro. Yeah. Bro. bro. <laughs> and she, uh, but she's so well trained. There, yeah. You know, that you, you're still taken aback by how vicious, by, it vicious she yeah. is. Yeah. Um, so when, yeah, cause it's not like pulling on like one person's like pant leg. Yeah. Like, Oh, I'm going to drag you off to the way from this. Like, no, it like, it attacks, texts the, the man first. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, Bites him in the balls mm-hmm. and just fucking like ragdolls. Yeah, and then uh, until I think and Cliff threw a fucking like dog food can in some girl's face, which hit her so hard, like hard enough to drive her completely insane. It like for it, the rest of the scene. I honestly thought that like when it hit her in the face, it like it just caved in her yeah. fucking like her, skull, her maxilla. Yeah, yeah, just like crushed. That's yeah, just, what it looked like. Just turned her nose to fucking powder. Yeah, and. Yeah, and she's. She, I don't think she went insane. I think she was just screaming because she was in so much fucking so pain. So much pain. Because then, like, once she started kind of getting her bearings, the dog then bit her fucking Yeah, <laughs> yeah, which was great. Which was awesome. <laughs> I love that. I love it. Um, and, you know, it's it's very cool because, uh, 
like it, because you also consider that Cliff was chipping on acid this whole time. Oh, you know, <laughs> it's still the, you know, so like even the conversation it's, before it's Chekhov's acid cigarette. Yeah, he's not taking them seriously at all because <laughs> yes. he's tripping balls. You know, which just adds to like their frustration and like our entertainment. The in, the interaction because it's, I think what was said in the in the murders is that. The, the man said, he's like, oh, I, he's like, I think I know who you are. He's like, what's your name? He's like, I'm the devil, and I'm here to do the devil's business. Yeah. And then Brad Pitt looks at him square in the face. He's like, nah, something stupider than that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, oh, shit. God damn. Like, they're really disrespecting <laughs> it's him. It's like, God damn. Like, just no fear. Yeah. And, like, because then, like, everyone's like, oh, I'm going to fucking kill you. I was like, I don't, I don't think so. Like, yeah. That's not how it's going to, like. I wouldn't quite say that. Yeah. yeah. And he's like. Then he pulls out a gun and like he points at him and Brad Pitt just puts out his finger, his finger like a gun. gun. Yeah. yeah, it's like bang. <laughs> God damn! Anyone less stable than Tex was, Brad Pitt would be dead. Just also kicking ass in white pants. Yeah. That Jackie Chan. Uh, yeah, the Jackie Chan philosophy. Yep. The whiter your pants, the more ass they kick. <laughs> um, but yeah, it, it was that was what a scene. Also, shout when out he to curb stomps him. Oh my God! Woo! <sighs> damn. That was wild. He's an environmental fighter. Yeah. This guy. Oh yeah. He when smashes he like, the girl. Crushes her head into the corner of the mantle. Yep. Ugh. And then finally it ends with the greatest Chekhov's weapon, the Chekhov, <laughs> the Chekhov's flamethrower. What an what a cherry on top, yo. And it's set up in honestly like the first five minutes. Yeah. And then like it just kind of oh there it is again. Yeah. I laughed when they showed it again. I was like yeah. Why would he keep that? Yeah, like the way I saw you laugh. Yeah, yeah when he was going he's to like the... he's like, oh, I trained for two weeks to respect that dragon. Oh, and then it's just like thrown off. In yeah. The <laughs> like, Anything we could do about the heat? Yeah. Oh, that's the... <laughs> well, it's a flamethrower. It's a fl- so. it's, it's like this subtle comedy that's yeah. fucking great, and, yeah. I, and it's like it's these like small lines. It's like in the Dark Knight when uh, the Joker has the grenades mm. attached to his, and it's well, not blow. He's it's like out of proportion. <laughs> And the girl's like, oh, you think you could just walk in here and yeah. threaten to blow us up? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. 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 <laughs> like, that kind of shit always make, gets me. Yeah. Because it's like, uh-oh. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. We're good, we're good. <laughs> but, man, it's just, and then it's just some torching room. It's just so fun to watch. <sighs> I loved it. <sighs> this whole time, I'm like, dread. It's funny, because the whole movie, I'm dreading this act of violence that I know is coming. Right. And then when it happens, like, I'm not disturbed at all i'm enjoying it so much you know yeah, what a great like twist of events tarantino violence mm-hmm. you know where it's like you you don't want to see the amount of blood if it was another movie you'd be like that's a little too much for you mm-hmm. but then you see it from a tarantino movie you're like that wasn't enough <laughs> like that's that's it bro? i'd like a little more come on i would appreciate a little more a little more could you gut somebody <laughs> yeah you just gut them when they don't have a hanzu sword yeah <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, but it it's you know it was it was amazing. It stole it. It stole the show. It Man. turned the whole movie upside down because their arcs were complete at that point. You yeah, know? it was basically the ending of the character. Like they they set it up and like they had a weird narration. Yeah, only to set up that final thing. Where yeah, where like these two I'm... people are living like uh, Rick and and Cliff are basically just saying goodbye to each other. Yeah. The narration came off as an epilogue. Yeah. You know, like, the story's done. This is how they end up. Mm-hmm. You know, and, you know, you were thinking the epilogue's going to end with 
the Manson murders now be it, but yeah, you know, obviously at this point you should know that that didn't happen. Yeah. Um, which was just so cool. Uh, what a what way to slip the rug out and everything that gets that gets played in mm-hmm. there is brought up before. Yeah. The can the dog the cans of dog food. You know the 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 acid cigarette. You know the flamethrower. You know, um, Sharon Tate living right above Rick Dalton. Yeah. Um, them everybody Rick knowing hating hippies. Every Rick Dalton hate everyone knowing uh, his character from uh, yeah Bounty Law. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's just it all, it all came came back. Yep. It was awesome. It was so awesome. Um, hmm. I mean, even the character, even like the, uh, even the actual like murderers, like the the assailants. Mm-hmm. They were at the hippie ranch. Yep. You know, like every single element. They were there. Yeah. Yeah. The well-trained doggo, you know, mm-hmm. who like would do whatever Brad Pitt said at like. Yep. You know, at, at the at a, at yeah, a they moment's had, the, notice. Brad Pitt you know? and the dog had a, a good like bond. Yeah. Brad Pitt knowing how to fight. Yeah. You know, every single part of it. I was like, when I when I saw that, I was like, oh, is Brad Pitt gonna get fucking like killed by these goddamn hippies after he fucking fought Bruce Lee smoked unceremoniously yeah that's what I thought yeah like they like Tarantino's done it before where you think like alright this character's gonna fight and then they just get shot in the head yeah. and it's like oh it's over yeah like, like in, Vincent uh, Vega yeah like Vince Vega in Pulp Fiction where yeah. it's like he's taking a shit and then yeah. he just gets mowed down by Bruce Willis it's <sighs> like he was a main character up until that moment mm-hmm. you know so you wouldn't have thought exactly yeah um okay uh, we've come to about the forty-five minute mark. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. I don't really have that much to say. Else, yeah. Well, you know, we. we I think we started off by saying this movie wasn't that great, and then we just talked about talked all, about how good it is, how great it was. Yeah. At this point, do you feel uh, a little differently? Do you feel like the movie was a little better than you gave it credit for, or do you still think it fell short? I think it's better than I gave it credit for at the beginning mm-hmm. because I didn't have time to like. I couldn't work out my thoughts right away, yeah. but now that we kind of talked about it and kind of, because we didn't really go into what we really thought about the movie as we got out of it. Yeah. We kind of talked about some other shit, mm-hmm. uh, but the, uh, speaking now, kind of getting where, like having the good amount of time in between and letting everything kind of settle, um, I think this, yeah, this movie's, it's around a seven for me. Yeah, oh wow, I was actually thinking seven. Okay. <laughs> I was actually thinking seven, exactly seven. That's oh wow, alright, cool. Yeah, because for every awesome scene that we talked about, there was an incredibly forgettable scene that just made the movie two hours and 40 minutes when it could have been it, you could have cut one out, hour and 40 minutes. You could have cut out the Sharon hours. Tate stuff yeah. and still had a two hour and 20 minute movie. Yeah, yeah. And like nothing would have happened. Or just cut out some of the clip stuff where he's just driving around and not doing anything. Yeah. Some of the... Actually, I think... Most of Rick's scenes were part of the story. Yeah, you don't have to show the driving scenes. Yeah. Yeah. But even though even the parts that were part of the story weren't really him doing anything. No. Him rehearsing his lines. Like, yeah, that... It, also, the joke of him, the audition tape was him doing all the voices. Yeah. You know, the cap, we're doing Spanish, all these... Spanish, Spanish, you know, yada, yada. I fought in the, 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 yeah. <laughs> the lunch. Yeah. <laughs> and then he does, like, the little girl voice. Yeah. <laughs> Um, also, I love the uh, at the end they had like a kind of a, a cigarette a post ad. a post credit stinger of like a cigarette ad of, yeah. to keep it in universe of Red Apple uh, cigarettes because Tarantino they're another, they're another that's Tarantino the staple movies? that's the it's always Red Apple always cigarettes. Red Apple cigarettes yeah. so anytime you see a character smoking they're smoking Red Apples they're smoking Red Apples and then it's like this 
basically like a two minute like oh red apple is good it's like less throat burn tastes great blah right. blah blah and then at the end it's like oh, this shit tastes like crap like, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and you're like and who chose this life set diorama for me and like it has a double chin cardboard cut out. yeah <laughs> <sighs> yeah but you know it, yeah i think that's the thing if you if you cut out all the moments that didn't add anything or right. didn't add enough because you think about how much directors have to sacrifice on the editing room, mm. you know, to make their story concise. And it just seems like Tarantino didn't do that. I think he's also working with a different editor. The, oh, the one really? editor that he's been with for for a lot of his movies, mm. I think she passed away. Oh. So the editor he's with now is a, di- it's a different guy. That's Fred Raskin, who... Oh, he did start off with Django. Okay. So... Well, then I don't know if it was him or if it was Tarantino that just, you know, it just seemed like there are so many scenes where I'm like, you know, it would like, you know, when you see a deleted scene, it's like, oh, that's really cool. But, you know, I, I, it might have added more. It might have like explained more, but I could see why they left it out. Right. You know, um, yeah, like the, the recent Avengers one that just came out. Yeah. With everyone taking a knee. It's like in the, in the moment I could have seen that work well, yeah. but now seeing it without the context of a movie before it it kind of felt like it would have halted a lot of things yeah and that's what makes editing so hard is because you have to realize those things that we can only see in hindsight right you know um but and you also have to fight for things like maybe a director wants to keep it in you're like this doesn't work yeah and then like you have to i think as an editor you have to make you have to kind of stand the ground because you'd be like look this makes the story better or as a direct i I don't i I wish i knew i gotta figure out Gotta call some editors, because mm. I wonder if they have any input in the story, or if they just director comes in and is like, "I want this, I want this, I want this, I want this." I, I like think you do it, like it depends on the relationship. Yeah, I think a lot of editors work, are and and directors. There's like a lot, like I think Spielberg has the same editor for everything. Also Scorsese. Yeah, Scorsese has too. the same editor, and and she and they uh, they are like very close, mm-hmm. and I I think they're so close that she'll tell him like right you know look i know you like this scene but Marty, baby this is why <laughs> Marty, sugar look this i know you like this scene but this Bubba is why it doesn't work yeah. <laughs> mike bubby bubby yeah. quentin bubby, bubby. <laughs> that's how you like that would be the best like way of finding out like somebody does like a documentary on a filmmaker and it's just like yeah, ever since Die Hard, he's been having me call him Bubby. Bubby. If I ever have a question, it's like, so it's like so and so Bubby. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know why. I'm not it's been, sure. It's been thirty years. I've been really asking like, him how to stop. You know, he really likes Die Hard. But uh, but yeah, no, it that's uh, that that's how it seems. It seems like that whole process was kind of like omitted from right from the filmmake from like the shoot where like there's a whole bunch of scenes. It's like, yeah, you know, these are great shots of you know something of him of him fixing the satellite or of him in his pool or of her walking down the street but or of her buying a book right you know but does it add anything to the narrative does it add anything to her character does it add anything you know right. to their relationship are you just showing the scene to show off more of old hollywood or are you showing yeah. like anything with this character and most of the time you'll find that it's the former that right. he's not really doing anything for the character he's just doing things to kind of create this aesthetic, you know, but like us, the movie becomes a slideshow yeah. in the halfway, like halfway through where he's just kind of showing us things, showing us like his set without anything happening on it. And that for me, 
brings this movie down. Yeah. You know, um, to about a seven yeah. because it's a it's a good movie. It's a long movie. Mm-hmm. That second act is a real drag. Yeah. Uh, but that third, the first act and the third act are really good. Yeah. 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 And even in the second act, it was a drag, but like you can pick up little things here and there. There's really nothing to pick up. Right. So you either just have to, you know. I think the you mo- have to just watch it. Or yeah, most of the Rick stuff is really the mo- the Rick stuff is great. Yeah. The Cliff stuff is kind of like questionable. Sometimes yeah. it's really good. Other yeah. times not so much. Yeah. So like I, I think to answer your question from before, I like Rick stuff is number one, mm. Cliff stuff number two, Margo number five. Yeah. See, I, I came in with the opposite, where I would put Cliff number one and then Rick number two because right. Cliff had the Bruce Lee stuff. He was yeah. a cooler character. Yeah. Well, you know. Catch his clay. You know, he would, wait, catch his clay, fight another fighter. It's combat. It's combat. <laughs> <laughs> he is trying to hurt the other fighter. <laughs> but uh, I feel very weird about doing that Bruce, Bruce Lee impersonation. Is it, it's not racist, I don't think, because it's not like all I think Asian be, people talk like that. No, yeah. 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 But anyway. <laughs> um, uh, uh, but anyway, so yeah, so... Um, it's a seven. See it. It's a seven. Yeah, it's a seven. It's a it's a fun summer movie, though it probably would have done a lot better in November, later in the year, end of the year when every other movie's yeah, coming when, out. Yeah. When uh, uh, what's it? Queen uh, Queenie and Slim or Slim and Queenie yes, come out. Queenie and Slim and uh, Harriet Tubman. Harriet Tubman. Yeah. Harriet Tubman. <laughs> we were. T- it's funny because I I brought like we when we went to see the movie mm. I saw a poster for Queenie and Slim and I was like oh hey. Do you see anything about this movie? He's like, nah. Matt's like, nah. I didn't see anything. I was like, oh, it's it's basically like kind of like a, a Black Bonnie and Clyde. Mm. And it's like, and then, and then in the, the trailer, in the trailer <laughs> came, I was like, oh, you're the Black Bonnie and Clyde. I'm like, see? Like, oh, wow. <laughs> Actual dialogue. You were, yeah, you weren't. They weren't kidding. I'm so yeah. woke, bro. Do you hear like people were giving um, I don't know her real name, but Darlene from uh, Bad Times. Oh, they're uh, giving her Cynthia shit. Irvo, I Cynthia think? Irvo. Yeah, they're giving her shit because she's playing uh african-american harriet tubman and she's british okay how, a scale of one to ten how much do i care how stupid is that yeah well that's the same shit as like samuel jackson giving uh uh daniel kluick shit about being an african-american and get out really yeah that's stupid too i mean or like it's or, not really my place I mean, how to many, say but, but still how many african-american actors play nelson mandela morgan freeman was the only one I'm sure there's been more. Oh, uh, uh, Idris Elba did. Uh, I don't know. Really well, my point is, yeah, that African American actors will play any kind of black person, whether they're you know Jamaican, African, British, you know, whatever. Right. You know, African Latino. Like, yeah, yeah. You know, but you know, but now you're not going to let another a did, black person from another country play an American. I don't know. Did people Stupid. get upset of it at Donald Glover for playing uh, Jamaican in in Guava Island or whatever it's called? Well, I don't think he was from Jamaica. He's from Guava. Oh yeah, from the fictional I mean, island. That, yeah, but yes, but right, but like, right, exactly. Donald Glover's from Chicago, like, right? Yeah, but you're right. Um, so. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, that's stupid. I mean, like, look. She's it, a good actress. I, I Let think, her play. I also think it's because she put out a tweet with a, oh, with did a she film just, critic saying, oh, did like. she do something? Oh, she put it. in, like, parentheses, ghetto voice. Oh, Cynthia. Like, yeah, so I think that's where the. the what does a British ghetto voice even sound like? You just help in. Oi, Gov. I'm Black Superman now. Oi. <laughs> or like the... Oh, no, the John Boyega in... Or Attack in, the Block. Attack the Block. <laughs> Truth. Bruv. Truth, bruv. 
I mean, like, look, um, as I always say, it's, uh, it's how the movie turns out. Because hmm. if the movie sucks, then yeah, okay, I get your criticism. Everyone was right. Everyone yeah. was right. But if the movie's good and you're then just everyone like, was wrong. Yeah, <laughs> and, you're, and, you're just, and you're just hating on it to hate on. Like, look, the stories you want the story to be made, mm-hmm. and I'm not saying like anybody should like Scarlett Johansson shouldn't play Terry Tubman. Right. Neither should Beyonce. And it, yeah, exactly. You know? Beyonce shouldn't even play a lion. But, I mean, Regina King probably could do a good job. Yeah. I mean, there are better actors, but were Regina they Hall. were they up for it? Did they go for it? Yeah. Is it with it? Was it in there? Did they like? Yeah. Would they had to take a pay cut to take mm-hmm. to play this role? Is the, like how big's the budget? Would it, the budget allow? And for we them know to... that she's a good actor. Yeah, she was really good. She's in... a really good actor. Yeah. So why not let a good actor play this role that we care about? I think a lot of people also have an expectation of a of a character. Mm. Like this is who I expect them to play. Right. Like when. Marvel starts casting the X-Men and all that shit. And all the fans How many people are going like, to be like, oh, casting. this is what we want. Like, and then it always ends up fine. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, people are like, oh, God. You're how having much him did, play Ant-Man? How much shit did Michael B. Jordan get ca- for uh, being Killmonger? Yeah. And now he's like... You're having this pretty boy play Eric Killmonger? He was already the human torch. Exactly. Like, you can't have him do this. Yeah. It's like... But he killed it. And he yeah. was great at it. And yeah. like... I... I get, uh, I mean, the only one that that people that you know, I think people maybe were. I wouldn't even say justified because up until she started saying wild feminist stuff, like people loved Brie Larson as Captain Marvel, and then right. she, I think, just alienated people with her personality. But you know, yeah. I mean, she alienated yeah, people. She did, she but did. then again, that that's on her brand. Like you saw what she did, like when she fucking iced out Casey Affleck at the Oscars. Oh, I didn't. What? Oh, yeah. When so, because she won Best Actress the year before for yeah. for Room or mm. the Room, uh, they usually present the award to the Best Actor the following year. Like that's Oscar tradition. So Best Actor presents it to Best Actress. Okay. Best Actress presents it to I didn't Best even Actor. Know that. Hmm. So when Casey won for Manchester, said said Boston Boy by the Water. Right. Uh, he uh, he went up. She just goes, "Here you go," and walks off. Because wow. normally it's like a cordial, like handshake or right, a hug. Right. She's like, "Peace." Like, dude, like kind of like flung it at him. So like, yeah, it's like throw it on the ground. It's like, yeah, pick but, it up, pick yeah, it up. But, yeah, but, but like I get that because, yeah, because he, it's on, uh, that's on brand for her. Like, yeah, I don't. I I like anything she said. I did didn't not he, like rape someone or beat beat a. He beat sexually her? harassed uh, a couple of women that were on his sets. That's it. When he was younger, and I don't think he really apologized for it. Mm. So he was a Bostonian about it. Yeah. Ah, you know, I'm sorry. Yeah. You know, like, but yeah, like, I think, but like, that's, that's on her brand. Right. And it would have been weird if she didn't say that. I think just enough people didn't know her brand when they yeah. were like, oh man, they cast an Oscar winner really like Brie Larson. Like, she was in Scott Pilgrim. I'm so excited. And right. They didn't actually know. She was her. in 21 Jump Street. How yeah. dare she have an opinion? Yeah. I also, I also hate that when people go like, actors and shouldn't have opinions. Shouldn't have opinions. Yeah. It's like, they're fucking people too. They pay their taxes just as long as us. Yeah. The I problem is that you listen to yeah. them. You yeah. Know? Like, you don't have to listen to them. Right. Like, it's like, I don't listen to somebody else's political opinion. I don't listen to someone else, like, an active political opinion, but I respect that they have one. Yeah. You know, because you have to. You know, your mailman, by the way, Brian, oh. um, his uh, uncle is a British citizen. You know his uncle actually voted for Boris Johnson? Well, that's on his uncle, not on me. Exactly. <laughs> but, like, <laughs> I was like, these people are just as connected to us as your mailman's uncle. Right, yeah. As in, they're not at all. We don't know these people. Right, yeah. These people don't affect our lives. It's like, you I know? just, if 
I mean, hey. So let them think what they want to think. Yeah. Like, you didn't know people thought that way? Yeah, like, that's the shock. Like, you thought everyone thought the way you did? Oh, yeah, they... Oh, this, this uh, Quentin Tarantino review yeah, was wow. ended in a weird way. I, it's funny, because this... I, like, Tarantino was, like, guilty of, like, half the things we're trying, <laughs> trying to, like, extend yeah. it to. Like, <laughs> um, but anyway, guys... We could have uh, cut this... <laughs> yeah, soon, we could have cut this whole thing out. Um... Anyway, guys, that's the shoot. That's the yeah, shoot. Thanks so much for listening. Uh, you know, see uh, the boys on Amazon Prime. Totally worth it. So, so yo, you've been plugging that hard. The boys. Yeah, I've been plugging the boys. You've been plugging the boys. All Oof. about plugging them boys. Oof. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, boys on uh, Amazon Prime stars Carl Urban, uh, Dennis Quaid's son. Carl uh, Urban? Carl Urban. I love Carl Urban. Uh, and also, this is not a surprise because they showed it in the trailer, Simon Pegg's in it, too. Oh. So it's a Star Trek reunion. Wow. And it's fucking oh. great. Wow, that's awesome fucking awesome um i am excited for that yeah uh guys if you want to if you oh you know what if you love this movie mm. and we just don't get it right. you want to tell us off go ahead and tell us off at movie mayhem pod on twitter i don't think there are people out there who will stand up for quentin tarantino and tell us off. <laughs> i feel like it's this. a very quiet i think cinema bros are really just like chill yeah, maybe you're right. Nah, I, I doubt it. If they hit us up, they hit us up. Uh, but also, you could find us on Instagram at Movie Man Podcast. And uh, you can always uh, hit us up on email, moviemanpodcast at gmail.com. And uh, maybe buy a shirt at tpublic.com backslash user backslash Movie Man Podcast. Also, finally, guys, if you like the episode or you know you, you, you want to leave a comment on it or a rating on iTunes, That's a right. five star rating or a four star rating, whatever rating you want to give. That's not a one or a two or three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> keep four it, and keep above. It four and up. That's how we'll see it. If you rate it higher, we'll, we'll see, see it. it. If you rate it lower, we'll oh, ignore it yeah. and push it to the back of our heads. Just and push it in the with back. all the other self, all the, the rest of the self-loathing that we have for ourselves. Yeah, um, yeah you're not gonna get through this impenetrable self-loathing. Yeah, not with a one star. No, we're yeah. gonna we're yeah. ignoring that one. That one's not even gonna <laughs> register on our radar. But uh, guys, we got a few really good movies. We did remember. We did remember your uh, poll yep. on Twitter that you guys tied Blazing Saddles with Hereditary. So we're going to get them both done. That's right. Double duty. You guys yep. put us to work. Um, and that, But that's how we do it. you know. That's so until the next one, uh, thanks so much for listening, and peace. And 60s music will be played. Peace. Good night.